Oh, you just shoot them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you done all your planning, huh? Now you got to plan for the children when they get married. We had an amazing meeting. Where you been? Out in the world, in the wild. You were in jail? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry? Working. Tra I heard you were traveling and stuff. I did a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. So all is well? They were rushing me and they're not ready. We just started the stream. Yeah. I'm sure they'll play the intro in a second here. About 20 seconds. Amazing. Nice. Good morning. Welcome to the fellowship. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for uh, being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hate will take your questions and comments and pass them on to me accordingly. Um, what a happy th early Thanksgiving. All right. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? So we got a lot of stuff to cover today. There was one lady that wanted to discuss last Sunday's biblical question. She's not here, so I guess we can skip over that one, right? I'm sorry? Don't skip it. And what was it about? It was about um, the, the impression that we got. Oh, yeah. That was important. Who or what gave you the impression of your mother or grandmother? Yes. And who gave you the, were you raised by your mother or grandmother? Mother. Your mother. Mm -hmm. And what was your impression of her? Or is your impression? Was and is. I got my impression from her, from, from the devil, basically. No, before you knew about the devil. I got it from her. You got it from her? Mm -hmm. Meaning what? Um, so what she did was she tried to destroy the image that I had of my dad and replace it with the image that she was giving me of her. I know, but let's say you didn't know about all that. Yeah. Because you just discovered that now, you know, as you got older. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, what was the impression you had of your mother raising you? Perfect. She was an angel. She was, she was God. She was, uh. She was somebody who was there to um, sort of protect me and take care of me. That was how she portrayed herself to me. And she was perfect. And she gave you that impression? Mm -hmm. She did. Yeah. And did it start to change at any point, the impression that you had of her? Well, yeah, obviously when I got older. I'm sorry? When I got older. It went from what to what? It, it went from um, what I thought was love to hate. I started to hate her. I started to see things that I didn't like. And Did you know at the time you hated yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, I knew it. And, and that's why when you was talking about forgiving your parents, I was like, yeah, I know. 
And so she gave you a false impression of who she was? 100%. Before you knew about hate, were you happy with that impression? I thought it was love. I started to hate, and I started to love that I was hating her. It was a weird dynamic. But at the time, did you know you were loving and hating? I thought it was all love. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Now, now can I give my impression? Yes. Your impression of her now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you, your question was, where do we get the impression? And right. so what I think is, because um, I was thinking about this a while, and I think um, what happens when the order was switched from Adam and Eve, because it's supposed to be God over man, man over woman, woman over children. So when the order was flipped and Satan um, uh, became the one that's God, because she listened to him, the order was flipped on his head, and then uh, she got her image from Satan, and then the man got his image from her. But if you trace it all the way back, it comes from Satan, because Satan is the one that's given the woman her image. Your mother? Yeah. But your mother didn't get her image from Satan, she got it from her mother. Which comes from Satan. Right, but it didn't come, but she got it from her. That's why I, I asked that beautiful question because most women don't know, as men don't know, that the impression of how they see their mothers or grandmothers is coming from the mother. Sure. And in the mother's mind, most, not all now, they think they're giving the right impression too because right. they have gotten it from their mother. They didn't know about the Satan thing. Because even when the church talk about Satan thing, mm -hmm. They don't lay out what's really, really going on so you can understand it. I don't think they know. I think they just hear it and then they repeat it. The preachers? Yeah. Yeah, but my point is that the mother don't get it from Satan. They get it from the woman to the woman to the, you know, the mama to the mama to the mama. I understand. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anybody else want to respond to the impression of your mother? Yes. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what he said. Um, so the same, um, like growing up, I was raised by both my, my mother and my grandmother. Uh -huh. I had a lot of love for them, or what I thought was love. Like right. they were just the best. Um, I just, you know, it was with like deep love or whatever, you know. They were all that I knew, or you know, all that I, that was, that was my life, my mother and my grandmother. And your impression of them was what? Well, they were just, they were my life. Like, I, I loved them. Like, um, they were beautiful. They were uh, strong, strong yeah. women. Um, uh, you know, what they, they taught me, basically, or brainwashed me. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that, uh, did you know that you had the wrong impression of them? As I got older, I did, I realized. Before you heard about it here, did you e know e you had the wrong impression? E even before, yeah, because, okay. like, um, I, like I realized the older I got, like the more like evil, like that they were, and how much I really had a lot of hatred for them. Right. Especially like when it came to my relationship with my father, for, like as far as my mother, like you know she would brainwash me about him, and then I realized, and I, and I, I got a closer to him, like, you know, like you're wrong, like you're you're not, you're making him out to be like the bad person, but you know really you are. So, so yeah. Amazing. Mm. Um. What's your impression now? Um, my impression now, I have a lot of anger and I, I have a lot of hatred still for them. I'm trying to get over it, but like, like it's not, of course, the how I just said how when I was a child, I loved them and they were just the 
the best. Right. It's not that. So it's the opposite. So. And so now you're trying to get over the hate you have for them, the anger and stuff. Yes. And is it hard to get over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm still holding on to a lot of the, you know, the stuff from the past. So, yeah. Right. You know that you're holding on to it? Yes. And how do you know you're holding on to it? Because I'm not giving it up. <laughs> yeah. and, and why not if you know you're holding on to it you know it's best to let it go right mm. why not let it go I don't I guess I'm just you know still in that fallen state I just I mean um, I don't know I just I just want to hold on to it I, I mean like like I don't see myself forever holding on to it but you know Right now, it's just, it's hard to get over it. Do you think the anger you have is you? Yeah, well, yeah. Why do you think it's you? Um, because I'm choosing to, to live this way. I'm sorry? I'm choosing to live this way. Like, and, I'm choosing and, to hold on to the And how do anger. you choose to live that way? Do you, so you want to be angry at them? Not really, but... I don't know. I don't want to be angry at them. And so how are you choosing to be angry if you don't want to be angry? Because I'm not making a difference to, to change. You, what do you mean? I'm not trying to make an effort to change the, you know. Do you know what, how to change, what the effort is? <laughs> yeah, I know. The, how, how do you make the change? Um, I already forgave them both. Right. But uh, other than that, just, uh, you know. Be aware, do the silent prayer, you know, stuff like that. But right. So if you know you're, you're putting forth the effort to make the change, why do you think it's you that's choosing to not change? Because I don't want to blame anybody else or blame any, you know, any other, any other thing, you know. Why not? Because I just, um, it's not, I don't think that's the right way. I mean, you know, I used to blame everybody else but myself for my problems, so... I feel like if I were to do that, then that would put me, you know, back to blaming other people oh, instead of taking, you know, accountability <clears throat> for it. So you're taking the blame for something you have no control over? No, nah, I wouldn't say that because I, well, I guess, I mean, because, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I could, <laughs> I could, I'm, yeah, I'm taking the, the blame even though I do have control over it. Because How you do have control? <laughs> I'm lost now. <laughs> <laughs> you say you're taking the blame for something you want to let go. Yes. But you choose to hold on to, and you blame yourself for something you want to let go. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and but why would you blame yourself for something that you want to let go of? Because... Because... Because I'm, it's my life. What's I'm, your life? Life that I'm living. Like, I'm choosing to make these, you know, I'm making these choices. So instead of me making better choices, I'm choosing to, you know. So you're choosing to be angry. You're choosing to be afraid. You're choosing to be lonely at times. You're choosing to be that way? Yeah, when I'm aware, sometimes, yeah. You, so you, you have these two choices in front of you. Yeah. There's one choice to say, oh, you could be at peace. 
and there's one choice that you could have anger or fear, you decide, you know, I'd rather have the anger or the fear. When you put it that way, some, yeah, sometimes, because, like, like I, I just, I'm not, I'm not getting over it, like, with the past, and I, but I, and I should be getting, getting over the past, but I'm not, so. And that's why you think it's you? Yes. This young man want to tell you how to get past it. <laughs> What's your first name? Colin. Colin. Yeah. You're from Florida, you your first time? First time, yeah, we've, we've spoken before, but first right time on. here. Welcome, man. Thank you. Nice. Uh, how, what do you say to, he, he believed that it's, yeah, you can't it's him, yeah. he's blaming himself, he can choose to be happy, but he doesn't, and on and on. Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't choose, is basically it. It just, you have to watch the false self and, until it disappears. In my experience, there's, no, there's nothing you can do. What do you think about there that? There is no choice, in other words. What do you think about that? I, I think that um, what he's saying is true. Uh, I, yeah, I should watch. He said I should watch the false self? Observe, yeah. Observe? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with that. I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, I, I feel like I observe, but I just, maybe I just don't think about it or maybe, I, I don't know. Does it make sense that you want to be at peace, but you don't because something else is making you do it, but you take that something else as you? It doesn't make sense, no. So why would you take it as you? Why would you say it's me? I just I can't blame. What made you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just I can't blame. I don't know. I mean, I think that's always been like my issue because I always I don't blame other people, but I blame myself. I go hard on myself whenever it's like certain things in life. So I, I don't know. I guess, but I understand what you're saying, though. What I, am I saying? Yeah, like <laughs> that is not me. That right. is not me. The choices that I'm making. The, so if it's not you, why can't you blame whomever it is? Why can't I blame? Well, I don't think, because well, you, I know you, I know what you say, like you say we should take accountability and responsibility for our choices and our actions, right? Or, Who said that? Well, <laughs> I ain't never said that. <laughs> that's, well, like, that's intellectual talking. Okay. Well, like, okay, like, okay, like if I were to make a I know a lot of times, like we say about the blacks, like they always. What's wrong with the blacks? Yeah, what's wrong with the blacks? Like a lot of the blacks, <laughs> I'm black, <laughs> so you know a lot of times we don't take responsibility or accountability, right? Like, but I mean responsibility, like get up and go to work, yeah. build your own house, stop saying the white man is holding you back. I exactly. mean that uh, kind of responsibility. Yeah, and, that, and I'm not talking about this other kind of responsibility. Okay, all right. Hear what you say. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that um, I just got some work to do. And what is the work? Just um, observing. Um, yeah, observing myself and like getting out of my head, stuff like that. The man in the brown want to tell you exactly what to do. Um, 
I mean, I know you, so we've, we've had a few talks. So it's not going to be like a general statement that I would just tell anyone. Speak up a little bit. It's not going to be like a general statement that I would say to like anybody, but for you particularly, I, you should just need to suffer. He what? He needs to suffer. He need to suffer? Yeah. That's your answer? That's my answer. I'm sorry, but No. <laughs> no. He's got to suffer until he overcomes, until, he, until the pain of going through what he's going through is but his worse issue than is, what it is to push through it. His issue is he's blaming himself. He knows it's not him. I'm sorry? He knows it's not him. How do you know That's that? why he can tell. He just told you. He said he knows it's not me. No, you're not sure. He knows. Do you know that? I, I like... I know that it's not me, but I can't get, like, I just, I don't know, maybe it's me playing God, and I feel like <sighs> that, like, I just, I can't get over myself and not, not accept, you know, accept the choices that I'm making, All right, I, like, like, I don't know, that makes sense? The young lady wanted me, son. Tell me exactly what to do. <laughs> I mean, if it was me, I would be observing like what I'm doing and watching it like a movie and doing my best to not judge myself for the decisions that I'm making. And when it happens again, to try and make a better choice or observe that the same thing is, because I feel like all of us individually have different things that we go through in regards to like poor choices. So I think you just, what I've done is just observe it and see it for what it is, not react to it, not respond to it, not feel bad about it, but not take ownership of it. But he think that is him. He's, he said, I cannot take responsibility. I mean, I got to take responsibility for this. I can't blame someone else. What do you say to that? Am, so I, am I calling that right? Yeah. yeah right. right. So he then said, he's identifying with it then. Right. Let's just say... Yeah, so he's identifying with the fact that whatever bad choice that he's making, that it's just him. But that goes back to like the whole personality thing of saying, well, that's just my personality or that's just who I am, where we don't realize that we're not any of those things. So I think, first of all, you have to kind of come to the realization that it's not you before you can watch it pass and not identify with it. Does that help a little bit? Yeah, it helps. Yeah. So if that, if that helps... And you know it's not you, why can't you say this is not me? You can't take responsibility for something that is not you. Yeah, I I, I can't, but I mean no, I will now that you know after this after this you you know, will what? discussion, I will look at it to where that it's not me. And you know how to do that? Not really. I mean, silent prayer, or other than <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're working on yourself and being honest, Todd. That's how we can help you yeah. if we understand how you're thinking and what's going on. Yeah. Yes. I think sometimes as well. I mean, I've experienced personally that we we don't sometimes want to let go of what we're identifying with because we kind of secretly like it and love it. So I think until you want to let it go, like you have to choose to let it go and. Um, if not, you're gonna basically you gotta sit in your hell and you gotta suffer. Do you want to let go? Or do you, if you knew how, would you want to let go? 
Yeah, I mean, I know how. And I know how? how and, I, and I agree with what she, a little bit what you know she was saying. All right. But um, how know, do you let go? Suffer <laughs> like he suffer more like he would say. But I'm tired of suffering. But you know I don't I don't want to suffer anymore. But yeah. I'm trying to fight. But I guess I'm just I don't know struggling with. And what are you struggling with? Um, I guess like in, enjoying it, enjoying being in hell. You enjoying struggling with hell? Yeah, like. And how do you know you're enjoying it? Like what she was saying, like sometimes we like like it a little bit, and even I have sometimes I have thoughts that like, like I'm enjoying this hell that I'm putting myself through. But, but um, I mean that's why I'm here now because right. I, I I I want I don't want to enjoy it anymore. And where does the thought come from that you're enjoying this? I think it's like a coping mechanism, like to cope with it, cope with life. Where does the thought come from that tell you you enjoying this? Like when I'm going through stuff, and it's like it's not gonna get better than this. You might as well just enjoy it, you know. Look, well, look at the bright side, I guess. Well, know? I want you to know you're not enjoying it. How do I know? I'm telling you that you don't. Yeah, yeah. And so. the idea that you're loving your hell and coming from hell. And Satan is telling you, oh, you heard me say, oh, there are people who love their hell. They don't want to overcome it, right? And so Satan is telling you that. And it's not true because if you didn't want to overcome it, if you love your hell, you would be trying to understand it. Yeah. You wouldn't be working on yourself. The people that love their hell is not, are not working on themselves. They have accepted it. And if someone tells them that there's a way out, they don't want to hear it. But you don't love your hell, you're just not understanding how to overcome it yet. And so don't listen to that voice that tell you that you love your hell. If you love it, you would stay home and smoke a pot every day. You wouldn't be coming, <laughs> you wouldn't be coming here to try to work on yourself. That's the devil tell you that. That's another lie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So don't tell yourself you love your hell. You don't love it. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Do y'all understand that? When you hear me say some people just love their hell, but you're trying to overcome it, that's not applying to you. That applies, applies to the people that don't want to even hear about a way out. They don't want to hear that there's a better way. They love to complain. They love to tell people about their problems. They love this, but they're not doing anything about it. If you say, okay, here's a way out, they don't want to hear it. Those are the people that love the hell, not men like this or women that is working on it. They just try to understand it. That make clear? Yeah. Is that clear to you? Yeah, yeah, it's clear. It's just, I don't want to keep coming here and having the same problem, you know? But this is the hospital. You're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you put it that way. I mean, you know. <laughs> you're supposed to keep going to the doctor until the doctor says you don't have to come back. Yes, sir. Right. Most of the time, doctors don't tell you you don't have to come back. They keep you coming for the money. But here's what I want you to know is that it's not you at all. There's nothing for you to take responsibility for except to see that it's not you. The thoughts and the feelings and all that are not you. And so you got to see that. And that's what's taking responsibility. It's not some physical person. It's the spirit of hell that made a home in you. All human beings are possessed. And it's that spirit of possession 
that is controlling you. And you can't take responsibility for that. Because if you do, you agree with the devil. And when I say you need to take responsibility, I mean for practical things. Get up and go to work. You know, go to the market or fish your car or whatever, right? That makes sense? Yes, sir. But you can't take responsibility for the hell that's in you. Yeah. yeah. You need to see the hell so that you can overcome the hell by not identifying with it. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Any question about that? No, I appreciate it. Any question about that? Who else want to comment on where you get your identity from? The impression you have on your mother and grandmother. Yeah. What, imp what impression do you have of your mother? Were you raised by your mother or grandmother or both? Uh, both, yes. My and mother worked and my grandmother uh, take, took care of us during the day. And then when my mom came home, we received hell. And so, <laughs> Me and my, my sister and I. And so what impression did you have of your mother and grandmother? Uh, Growing up the, as a kid, what was your impression? My impression of them was based on how they acted. You know, uh, my grandmother would always uh, talk bad about my grandpa. And uh, now that I'm older. But when you were a kid. When I was a kid, yeah. How did you see them? I just saw them as, you know, the guardians, the ones that took care of us. You just saw them as parents that were supposed to take, that was taking care of you? Yeah, she fed us after school, and she fed us before school and then after school. And, and you didn't see them as bad or good? Uh, as I got older, I noticed, you know. I'm talking about when you were younger. When I was younger, yeah. Did you see them as bad or good? My grandma was just the person who took care of us, me and my sister, uh, before school and after school. Yeah, she would take us to school. And did you, you repeated yourself. Yeah. Did you see them as bad or good? As a child? No, as a child. As a child. As, as a, a child, child. No. I didn't see her as bad, no. Did you see them as good? Uh, good, as in, well, yeah, good. I saw them as good because... They took care of us, so that's so a good thing. So when you were younger, you saw them as good yes. because they took care of you. Yeah. And you got that impression from who? I mean, common sense. I mean, you got it from them or yourself? Myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you made that impression up yourself based on what they were doing? Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. they took care of me. I was fed and it was nice. Yeah, they whooped me every now and then, but, you know, that's just how it is, you know. Okay. Yeah. And how do you see them now? Well, my grandmother died. She did? Yeah, she did, yeah. And your mother? How do you yeah, see she, your mother? She's still alive. Uh, she hasn't changed much since I was a kid. Uh, she's been the same since I was a kid, and it, I've never liked the way she is. So how do you see her now? The same. And what's that? Well, I mean, someone who ne definitely needs to overcome anger. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of... Uh, wrath from her growing up. My dad not as much, but he got a lot of wrath from her, so, but he never really took it out on us. Nice. Yeah. So. Before you realized what was going on, did you see your parents and your mother as good or, or bad? 
I, I, I had some, some trauma when I was young, so I saw it as bad. You saw your mother as yeah. bad growing yeah. up? Mm-hmm. And I saw oh, yeah. my dad as good. He was like the light. So you, you were raised by both parents? Yeah, I kind of moved back and forth between. They weren't together, but I moved oh. with them at different parts. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. How about you? Where did you get your impression from your parents, your mother or grandmother? Who raised you? My parents and an aunt. Your mother and grandmother? My mom, my dad, and an, uh, a nanny, pretty much. A nanny? Yeah. You had a nanny? Yep. You're a Mexican, right? Yeah. <laughs> How you get a nanny? Whoa. She, she, she got on the free plane, went through the tunnels, <laughs> and she said, I'll take care of your kids if I could be here. Whoa. And so how did you see your mother growing up when you were growing up? Um, I think different. It depended on the stage I was in my age, right? Um, where I got my impression from her, I think I got it from the people around her. Because if she wasn't there, I was told how good she was, how much she cared about me, and how much I should honor and respect everything she asked me to do. So I think it was reinforced by the people around her, and I believe that. So your impression of her at the time was what? Um, I think I want to say good. You thought I, good. I think it was good, but I mean, there were times where I was afraid of her because she would, you know, unleash hell. Um, but I, for the most part, good. Oh, okay. I think her intentions were good at the time. That's what I thought. So you had a good impression of her because yes. she seemed to be doing good, even yes. though you had some bad times. Yeah, right. And how do you see her now? Crazy. Just <laughs> really just crazy. And where do you get that impression from? I, I think after going through observing my thoughts and forgiving, after going through all that hell, I see her for who she is. And I just, I don't, I don't look at her like if she's my mom. Like that emotional power that she had over me, right. I, I'd say it's gone. It's gone? Yeah. Nice. So now I see her and I can, what she does just doesn't bother me like it used to. It just, I take it and I leave it and I just, I really don't care for it. Amazing. Yeah. And how about you? Were you raised by mother and grandmother or I just was. mother? No, my, my mother and grandmother. And what was your impression of them then, growing up? And as who a, gave it to you? As a kid? Yeah. Uh, a kid, teenager. Like elementary. Well, I think I went through different stages. So as a kid, like in elementary, like my daughter, her age, I, it was just not good or bad. It was just kind of like how he said. They fed me and they were just there. Right. And then middle school, um, I... I we grew up super Christian, like Bible thumper Christian, so we couldn't listen to like worldly music and do certain things. As so, a kid? Yeah, well, right. like in middle school. Oh. And my mom started, we were able to listen to Kiss FM. So that was really She started cool. what? I was able to listen to a specific like radio station right. that had certain music and I thought she was cool. So then my middle school age, I thought my mom was cool. My grandma was just kind of like in the back burner and high school, high school was something else. High school, I kind of began to see that my mom and my grandma were both crazy. And it was based off of their actions. 
and not really what they would tell me because they would tell me like oh you your dad is this and your mom is good and your grandma's the best because now she's helping your mom and so I never really took it I got to see who my dad was because I would still go visit my dad and then I'd come home and see how crazy my mom and grandma were and now as an adult I see my mom as since she started listening to you. Well, I've always seen her kind of like as a little lost soul that she needs help. Right. And my grandma's just, she's just sane as her daddy. Mm. So <laughs> I feel like there's no coming back from her, for her. Um, but my mom, I see that she wants to change and, and I've always seen it in her where she had, I guess, potential. Oh, you've um, always thought of your mother as a possibility of changing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did. Well, because my dad would, like, correct her a lot, and she would, like, when she wasn't with her mom, she would listen to my dad. Oh, I see. But when my grandma would come around, she would act just like her mom. So I, there was some hope there, but I still just kind of, like, let it be because I was the rebel or whatever, and I didn't really care what she said. So. so in closing on this, I got another question. How do, how does, how do your kids see you? Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, I have a teenage son. Right. And um, I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But I can for sure see that sometimes when we have to, we, not just me, because I gave up and I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. But when we sit Meaning down and correct she's him. She's pointing at her husband. My husband. Yeah, yeah. my husband. Um, when we have to sit down and correct him, I can see that he can't stand me. And that's totally fine. <laughs> and I tell him, I'm like, look, kid, I know there's lots of words that you're calling me in your head. As long as they're in your head, I'm okay with it. But the second it comes out of your mouth, like. That's a different thing. So I can see. What would you do if he? <laughs> what would you do if he call you? What were you were thinking out loud? I would probably laugh first, or I would try to hold it back because I would think it's funny coming from him, and then I would maybe pop him in the head. Whoa! <laughs> I would probably. Maybe. I can see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> And would your husband pop you in the head for popping him? Uh, he would probably take me to the side and tell me off. Not tell me off, but like correct me and just... But he wouldn't do it in front of him? Not in front of my son. Why not? I don't know. Why wouldn't you do it? Would you do it in front of your son or you take him to the corner somewhere? To correct her? Right. I've corrected her in front of him, so I wouldn't mind doing it. I guess if it was... So if she popped him in the head, <laughs> would you take her in the corner and pop in the head? Or would you pop in the head right there in front of him? I wouldn't, I wouldn't pop her in front of him. Why not? Because uh, I wouldn't want him to repeat that type of behavior. But she's already, run. she started the motion. Right. I don't it know, wasn't like, you. It wasn't me. I don't know. When you say it, I guess you're basically giving me the green light to pop her in the head. <laughs> how will your son learn how to deal with dating and his wife, if he doesn't see how you're dealing with your wife, how will he learn to do it? He won't. He'll learn it elsewhere and, and so, he'll learn the wrong way. So why would you take your wife in the corner and pop in the head? <laughs> um, when you're saying it like that, the reason why I would do it is because I wouldn't want him to see 
if I were, if I were to pop her in the head, I wouldn't want him to see that. <laughs> but he saw her popping him in the head. I, I don't know. You have a good point. I don't know. And my point is what? Your point is if, if she's doing it, you should correct her with the same behavior so he can learn it. Does it make sense that he would take the son and the, his wife in the corner and pop her in the head? Or should he pop in the head right in front of the mother? This is so funny. Um, <laughs> well, I think, I, like, as I'm hearing it, I'm, I'm thinking, like, we have such a, a worldly conversation of, like, popping somebody in the head or your wife. It, like, has a label of domestic violence, and I think that... It's kind of what I'm seeing going on. I think, I don't think, I mean, I think however he would choose to handle it would be the right way, but I think correcting his wife in front of his son isn't wrong. I, I think just generally speaking, like hitting people is not maybe the first knee-jerk reaction, you know? So I, if he's seeing <laughs> his, his wife pop his son in the head. Right. Are you saying he should take her in the corner and pop her? Or no, should he pop her? I think he should pop her at all. I think there, he could just be like, hey. He shouldn't pop her at all? No, I mean, <laughs> this is like so funny to me. <laughs> what the? I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a necessary correction just because his wife popped her son in the head that he should just pop his wife in the head. Like, Why I don't not? Think that, I don't think that's just, a, I don't think it needs to be like that. I think he could Why just not? say like, yo, cut it out. You know but that's mean? not what the mother said to him. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I just have a cartoon in my head of like everybody's arms swinging around, popping each other in the head. <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's wrong or right. Like, what if he did pop her in the head or not? I think correcting his wife in front of his son is absolutely appropriate. Whether it looks like popping her in the head or like, yo, you need to chill out. You know what I mean? It's just you it's think he should say you need to chill out or just pop her. I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think he. I mean, I don't, I'm just, I'm putting myself in that situation. I mean, it definitely would like startle me if somebody popped me in the head. If you pop your daughter in the head because right. she said something that hurt your feeling, should her father come and pop you right in the head or take you in the corner? I mean, I think, yeah, he could pop me in the head. I think that's He should fair. pop you in the head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why can't fair. he pop her? I mean, I think, yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. Pop away, man. You know, sock it to her. <laughs> Amazing. What do you think? If you pop your door, one of your kids in the head. Say that again, sorry. Your husband is right there. You pop one of the kids in the head. Should he pop you right then in the head or take you in the corner and pop you? So I think I know better than to pop one of my kids in the head because no, I already yeah, see his arm. We're doing an if we're on that. <laughs> so what now? I said I already know better to pop one of my kids because I already see his arm coming. And so should he pop you right then or take you in the corner and pop you? Are you asking me? See, 
It depends if you're asking me now, like where I'm at in my, in my overcoming state or to where I was, you know, a year ago. My answers would be different. If you should pop your, one of your kids in the head, your husband sitting right there, should he pop you in the head or take you in the corner? Okay, so this is the final question. I'm trying to answer this the right way, um, correct way. For are you, what are you saying? I can't hear you. You're like, who are you talking to, the devil? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that I'm communicating properly. You're speaking in tongues? <laughs> <laughs> I got so much to get to. We got to end at 12.30 because we have a Thanksgiving dinner. Huh? Let me get a quick answer from you then. Yeah, I that's a good the, idea. With, okay, I have so much to say on this, but like, I don't know how to go about it. So I think, yes, he has the right to, because I think, what am I teaching my son if I'm popping him in the head he with him if he doesn't check me in front of him it's like what am i i'm saying that that behavior is okay right so sure he popped you right then and there yes but i wouldn't like it <laughs> i wouldn't appreciate it okay. yeah your son wouldn't like it either if you pop like him either, yeah so i already know so i said i wouldn't do it because i already could see his arm coming so right. i just wouldn't even do it for me personally uh, um how many people think that if the mother popped the child in the head the husband should pop her right then and there Nice. Who say no? Why do you say no? And then the young lady in the pink water respond. Why do you say no, he shouldn't? Because I think if he's trying to correct her, I don't think he should exhibit the same behavior. Maybe he should. If she popped her in the head, right, him so, in he, the head. so she popped the kid, he should check her right then and there. But in pop is of, a check. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> but right then and there, he should check his wife. You right. know, let her know that's not acceptable. He shouldn't be putting his, her hands on, you know what I mean? Right in front of his son. So his son understands, okay, daddy has my back. He's not going to be letting mommy put her hands on me. Um, but he shouldn't smack her. That's, Why not? That's crazy. Why would you? <laughs> because she just slapped his son, yeah. smacked his son. No, 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 no. But or daughter. No. But you don't follow her lead, like you're not. You're so, not following so she, her. You leading her there. No. So she does something, and then you go right behind her and do the same thing. It's not right. Why not? You have to show her the way to to handle situations. You have to show her. You have to stay, you, and handle the situation, the way it needs to be handled. But how will she learn if she doesn't feel the pain that her son just felt? <laughs> oh, so the kid sees it. Hold on a minute. Hold on. She, you don't need to physically hit her for her to understand. Why? That's what she thought about the son? But that doesn't mean it was right. And why you say that? Because just because she did something, right? She smacked the son. Right. But she's she not going to do it do again. Something. But she's not going to do it again. Yes, she will. If she doesn't just smack, she'll do it again. <laughs> would you do it again if he said it over again? Well, um, <laughs> let me just clarify. I've never popped my kid. Oh. <laughs> These are thoughts that go through my head, right? right? We're talking about thoughts. Right, right, right. Right. So these are just thoughts because I, I usually, if anything like that goes down, he goes to dad before he comes to me. Right. 
So these are just thoughts that I just threw out there, right? Because I can see when he looks at me and he's probably like, you little... Yeah, he right? called you to... Yeah, he the, is. I know he's, the he's five words. telling me probably... Yeah, be, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I see it in his little face and I'm like, tr the, the, inside me, I'm like, ooh. The devil's like, okay, yeah. bring it on. Right. So I'll show gonna, you. Right, right. So I ha in that moment when I catch myself, I do immediately go into the silent prayer and I told him... Look, kid, don't expect a reaction from me. Talk to dad. So I usually straight direct him to dad anyway. I haven't popped him. Yet. Yeah. Well, the feeling, the thoughts are there. Yeah. Very close. <laughs> but I won't. Like. And, but you, you do agree that if you do, you have to just pop you right then and there? I like what he's saying. I bet I mean, you do. <laughs> I do, but you know what? I don't. I don't know. I don't want to get to that point. Right. And your husband say, "Yeah, you don't want to find out." Yeah. I'm but Hispanic, Jesse. I know. Fly. That's what I. That's why. So, just saying, you know, spatulas and everything come out. <laughs> so. <laughs> what do you say? Should he smack her, pop her right in front of the child? Let's say that you pop your child in front of his, his or her father. Should the father smack you right back or take you to the room somewhere and correct you? Well, I don't have any children, so I can't say from firsthand experience. But when you polled, I did say yes. He has, I think, the right to smack the woman, to pop her right in front of the kids. Right there. Nice. Mm -hmm. See there? <laughs> Amazing. This your first time here? Uh, I came a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Uh, let me just clear it up. Y'all shouldn't be smacking one another. All right. But I meant that a wife, a husband should correct the wife in front of the children. Don't take her in the back room. Don't take her in the corner because the kids learn from the parents how to live their lives. And so if you're taking the child, the wife in the back room somewhere, how would the son know what to do when he get married? He didn't know that you went back and how, he doesn't see the patient in you, how you should deal with it. So you should deal with it in front of the children and the mother's not going to like it, but it's just her ego being hurt. But the kids would know that you love them, that the father loved them and they're standing between the mother and them and protecting them. But don't go physical. Uh, I'll let you have to. But uh, I'm not encouraging that. Is that clear? That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. So I got to ask, is there anyone do the assignment from last week? Let me see the people that did it. Nice. Nice. Let me see the people that did do it. You don't know what it is? You don't know what it is? You don't know? You were not here, right? And you did it. So there's no excuse. <laughs> and what was the assignment? I remember you, Hold on, hold on, one minute. Did you guys, you didn't do it, right? You, oh, you did do it. Oh, good. And you were not here, but you knew about it. Did you guys do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were too busy smacking each other. 
What was the assignment? I remember two specifically. One of them was sit still for four minutes. Yes. And the other one was don't blame anyone. Yeah, that was on the radio one. Okay. And so did you do the four minutes sit still? Yes. And tell us about it. I did not like it. <laughs> it's like the silent prayer. I'm sorry? It's, it reminds me of the silent prayer. Yeah. So do you remember what happened while you were sitting still for those four minutes? The thoughts came immediately. Do you remember some of them? Yes. I, I, only a couple. Tell us all in one, but not in a dirty one. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do I have to do later? Where do I have to go? Um, I'm going to be late. Um, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm tired. I want to check my phone. Those were the thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, huh? Yeah. Anybody else did it? And what was it like for you doing it? So I, I usually make a normal practice of doing that. So once you get the to four the, minutes the thing? four minute, yeah. You already doing it before? I'm already I'm... doing it, yeah. Oh, okay. So once you get to you, whatever your mark is, then you start to get those thoughts. So for me, it happens around like maybe like 10 or so minutes. That's when I start to get those thoughts that are like trying not to get me to sit longer than I normally sit. So you were past the four minute yeah. assignment? Yeah. Okay. And what type of thought were you getting? Man, like everything from like... What are you really doing this for? Uh, you need to get up, check your watch, check your phone. Um, you did this long enough now. Um, just anything to get me to stop going past where I normally sit. Okay. And then once you sit past it, once I noticed, I started noticing that hell started coming up in me, and God was showing me areas that I need to grow in by making me aware of the hell that was inside of me. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Did you do it? Mm -hmm. And what was it like for you? You, sit, you sat still for four minutes? I sat on the edge of my, my bed with my feet dangling. <laughs> and I was thinking about my, how my toes don't hit the floor. Because I want to reach the carpet. And I was getting irritated. Because yeah. um, I was thinking about all the things that I needed to do and take care of. But um, I just tried to sit there and just let it go by. Did you realize anything about thinking or thoughts while you were doing it? From doing it, the exercise? Same sort of thing as Anthony, just anything that would get me up to stop. Right. But just trying to, I mean, I, I barely made the four minutes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but I did it, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. yeah. Did you find yourself looking at a clock or anything? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Did you do it? Yeah. And what was it like for you for four minutes sitting there? Well, <clears throat> I don't remember, remember. I didn't track the whole amount of time I did it for, but like at the beginning, I actually enjoyed it. It was peaceful. Um, I'm always constantly on my phone, and so it felt good to just not be on my phone. It felt good to like, like relax, and not work or you know just just chill. And so it was peaceful. But then I don't know however many minutes went by. Then the thoughts came, uh, anxiety came. All this, you know, kept thinking about the past, kept thinking about you know the future. Yeah. And then, yeah, it got uncomfortable, and then I, 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 I immediately got out of it after that. <laughs> Amazing. But it was good, though, for like the first half. So. Yeah. Did you do a shot? And then over here. I mean, yeah, I've been doing the sound prayer regularly for a while now, so four but did minutes. You do, yeah, did you do the four minutes? I mean, I didn't do it. I did it for longer than four minutes. I'm sorry? I did. Can you hear me? I did no, it for I long, can't. I did it for longer than four, four minutes. But you did the assignment. Yeah. And was the assignment just four minutes or longer? 
Uh, it, it was just four minutes. And what was it like for those four minutes? Um, I mean, it just was as it usually is. It's very, very peaceful and nice and quiet. Did you get into thoughts within those four minutes? Yeah, definitely. And do you remember what they were or any of them? Honestly, some of them recently have been so like negative and, and bizarre. Like, I, I wouldn't even want to say it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like, some of them are insane. Okay. Yeah. Did, okay, go to Hake. Did you do it? Yeah. For the four minutes? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I've been watch, trying to watch thoughts and all that, and, and the thoughts came, of course, and what's, it, it, and it's like, um, get up, and uh, what I got to do, but once, once you follow those, the thoughts turn into who I am, and it's thoughts about, it's thoughts about who I am and what, what I'm, what, what I desire and what are my, what's my purpose. And I don't really want to say, but I basically, yeah, don't I say caught a thought I can that, imagine. I caught a thought that I've been having, but I caught it this time, and it unraveled all the previous times I ever had it. And did you sit for four minutes? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, did you do a hate for four minutes? Yeah. And we'll, so you sat for four minutes? Well, yeah. I and, didn't time it either, but yeah, I did. And why didn't you time it? Because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know how to tell when four minutes are up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I roughly, I roughly knew. And what was it like for you for four minutes? Um, like the other man said, I'm usually busy on my phone or thinking, planning, scheming, and um, <laughs> and it, so it was peaceful not to do, not to do that. Did you get thoughts in those four minutes? Yeah, after like thirty seconds or a minute, or maybe like, maybe ten seconds, I started thinking about my different cares, different things that are concerning to me right now. Yeah, and trying to s scheme through those. And did you stop at four minutes? No, I, I don't think that it, I, I'm pretty sure I went past four minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Who did it over here? Okay, right here. Let's go from the back to the front. You did it for four minutes? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes. And what was it like for you for four minutes? Um, I didn't have a lot of emotions about it because I do the silent prayer for quite a long time every morning and every night. But the thoughts are there, and it can be anything from... Because I did it quite a lot of times, and it's... <laughs> you might get... Are you getting fired? Um, so within these four minutes, fired. you saw that, that thought? <clears throat> I mean, it it's like depending on what I have done the night before and how good my sleep was, I felt the quality of those four minutes was very different every time I did it. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it was just more peaceful and it could be just a little bit more of an itch of, oh, I'm a bit bored. But sometimes it was more, are you getting fired? Um, did you really forgive your mother? Um, yeah, more extreme so, and dramatic. And so did you stop at four minutes? Around, yeah, like... I, two times I did four minutes, and then the rest was maybe like just ten. Ten? Ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. 
Because right. I don't have a car, so I also, every time I'm in the Uber, I'm trying not to look at my phone, just sit and watch what happens. Okay. Um, Interesting. Every time I order my coffee, just practicing a lot, just not to pick up my phone and just use that practice constantly. And then you start <laughs> to realize how, like, yeah, how your right. thoughts are constantly just judging or trying to judge your environment or wanting to wanting you to make certain decisions or feel something about whatever it could be okay did you do it yeah. for four minutes longer okay just on the mic you did it yes for four minutes longer than four minutes and what was it like doing it um it was real chill for me it, it was real what chill did you have thoughts um I did have thoughts, you but did? they weren't they weren't any they weren't thoughts that were connected to emotions. It was more like uh, just sitting there, enjoying the peace, enjoying the quietness, listening to what was going on around me. So you have peaceful thoughts. Yeah. What's a peaceful thought? Well, just like listening to the birds, listening to the sounds, the traffic. It wasn't. I don't know. It was not, not a lot going on. So it you, was relaxing. I felt relaxed. And but I in that four minutes and longer, you didn't have any thought. You were just it, relaxed. I, I probably had thoughts, but they were so insignificant that I don't remember them. Maybe thoughts like, oh, something, I, a thought might pop up, like something that I seen in a movie that was funny or something like that. But you don't remember any of the thoughts you had during that? Yeah, because okay. it wasn't anything deep or that was emotionally connected to like no anxiety or anything like that okay and you say you did it uh, yes for four minutes yes i did it every day for uh, four minutes four maybe five one time i'm sorry maybe one time five minutes but you did it for four minutes yes and then some one time five minutes at least one time i'm sorry at least speak up a little bit so i can hear yes uh, at least four minutes and i hate to be russian but the time is going by we got to eat Okay. We had some good old pies, well, but go ahead. No, I did it when I was a, I really like to do it. A, I remember to do it because if I was stressed in the middle of the day, so I stopped everything and I just concentrated and looked at my thought. And, uh, and did you have thoughts? I had, yeah, I had thoughts. Do you remember what the thoughts? I remember what should I do with myself, uh, so... Uh, like uh, and then uh, I was thinking what to, what should I look at or describing my w what I'm thinking and, uh, but uh, I remember it was really a great experience and I'm okay. going to do it every day I think. All right, and you say you did it for four minutes. Yes. Did you go longer than that or just four minutes? No, I did it for four minutes. Okay, and what type of thoughts you had? Um, so. Immediately, as soon as I started, I was bombarded by thoughts. I was, I was just like, as soon as I started, I'm like, man, do I really want to do it right now? This is, this is about to take too long. I'm going to do the silent prayer later. I don't really got to do it right now. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I started thinking about my ex-wife. It was horrible for minutes. But, you know, the, the alarm yeah. eventually went off, and I'm like, ah, oh, good. And it was, yeah, it was horrible. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. You didn't like the four minutes? Didn't like it. Okay, so you didn't go over? No. Nice. Did you do it, Frankie? I did. And for four minutes? I didn't time it. 
You did not time it. I did not. So how you know you did it then? I did it. I just did it. But not for four minutes. Um, more like five, ten minutes. Oh. Five to ten minutes. And what was the thoughts for you? For me, um, as soon as I'm leaving the house, I've got a hundred things I got to do, and I always forget three or four things, and so I'm watching that, and then as I sat down, I my mind became clear, and then uh, then it told me, uh, oh, these are the three things you got to do before you leave the house and take this with you. So that's what happened for me. Amazing. Anybody else did it? Oh, you did it, Raymond? What? Uh, for four minutes? I did. And did you go longer or just for four minutes? I may have gone a little bit longer, say a minute or two. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. And what the thought you had? That I'm, that I'm a coward. Well, you knew that before the four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Says how much of a coward, of a stupid man, and most important, how <laughs> evil I am. Well, don't do it anymore. <laughs> you believe all that about yourself? I don't know if I deserve to believe anything else but that. Do you believe all that about yourself? I'm afraid I do. Oh, okay. Uh... I realized not just now, oh, that, what should I tell first? Let me tell you this first. So I did it. Um, and uh, also with the assignment about who had to impress my mother and grandmother thing. I thought about that too. So when I asked y'all to do I'm doing it already or have done it, we'll do it. And I realized I thought of my grandmother as being a really nice lady. And, and that impression came because she spoiled me. My grandma literally let me have my way to an extent. And because and I remember some of my cousins that you were raising, they would be mad at me because you would treat me so well. And so I remember that. And then I, th so that came from my grandmother, because I later found out it wasn't true. But, uh, and with my mother, I always thought my mother being mean. Because <laughs> when I would see my mother, I never saw her really. Sometimes I would see her laughing, especially when she would visit her sisters and things. They would all be, you know how black women, when they get together, they giggle and laugh and make jokes and loud. <laughs> My mother was like that whenever she was around them, but when she wasn't around them, she wasn't asked that way. And then, uh, and I used to want to talk to her about my father, but I would always be nervous because I knew how she felt about him. So that impression came from her. And so the, uh, what I've started to realize that human beings don't follow instruction. They don't follow instruction. Have y'all noticed that about yourselves? I said do it for four minutes only and tell me what the thoughts you have in four minutes. Y'all do it 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> I did it almost four minutes. I don't know what time it was. How y'all expect to follow God when you can't take simple instructions? God said to be still and just know. He said do nothing else but watch. But no, you got to do something else other than just watch. You got to sit there and judge the feelings and thoughts. You got to sit there and fight with the feelings and thoughts. That's because you won't listen to anything. And I did the four-minute thing all week, so I know what I'm talking about. 
And every time the thought would come, uh, one time you're going to get to work, you're going to be late for work. I remember once I was at three minutes, and I was about to hit the four minutes, I opened my eyes, looked at the clock. And the devil said, oh, you got to start all over again. So I started all over again. And so, and the reason for the experiment is so you can see that you're not your thoughts. So you can really start to see that you got to stop believing that you are thoughts and there's no truth in any thoughts. But if you can't follow the instruction, how are you going to do that? What the? <laughs> I'm asking all this, I mean, y'all give me all this holy stuff. And what you're trying to do is sound good and look good. And that's the thing you need to be overcoming. You don't want to sound good, not look good. You don't want to sound holy, not look holy. You don't want any identity. And to, to sit in here and out there and put on the acts or just acts, and they're holy you in hell. You're just picking up another identity. That makes sense a little bit? Y'all, can you follow some? Four minutes was all I asked for. I didn't ask for 20 minutes. I didn't ask for an hour. I didn't ask for your regular prayer time. I just said, hey, sit four minutes in a room and let me know what you see. Come, let me, I'll come right back to you, but I want this young lady to comment on that, what I just said. Um, I agree with you. I feel like, I feel like a lot of times people want to impress and I, even me, I'm like, I don't know. I just think it's pretty ridiculous. Like, who are you trying to impress? Why? Like, what's the point of it? So I totally agree with you when you say, like, oh, you try to make yourself sound like this or sound like that. And yeah. I mean. That is it. And the devil telling you, oh, you need to add a little bit more to it. <laughs> you need yeah, to say this yeah. about it. Yep. If just to ask you, what impression did you have on your mama? You need to say it was from Satan. <laughs> you ain't know nothing about Satan when you got to impress on your mama. Yeah. The, Satan, the devil's still telling you to put on an act. It's just like Bible thumpers and everything else. Stop listening to the devil so you stop being anything and just be you. You don't want to look holy. Well, you do, but that's fake. Yeah. And people can tell when you're being fake. Yeah. And then they'll get mad at you for trying to help them because they see that you're being fake. Right? That makes sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to those thoughts. They make you do that so you can look all good, but you're not looking good. Yeah. What do you think about what I just said and then here? I agree with you. Yeah. Do you find that happening with you at times? Somebody say, hey. If I really knew that the instructions were, were four minutes, I, I would have done, done it. I, I kind of assume sometimes that, like, oh, that's just, he's just telling people to do it because they won't do it. But I'm doing it for an hour, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you should be doing that already anyway. But I asked for four minutes, and the devil told you all that. Yeah. The devil said, well, he does. God doesn't really mean to stay conscious all the time. God doesn't really mean to stay present. He doesn't really mean you sit still and let go. That's the devil giving you all that extra added stuff and you listen to his voice. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. 
So when the ego dies, you still have thoughts? No. So is it, isn't your ego dead? No. It's not? It's dying. I'm aware of it. Okay. That's me. I, do the, I told you to do the four minutes to help you guys become even more aware about thought. And the beauty is, though, it's weak. And I no longer identify with it. And so when, you, when I said do the four thoughts, I mean, in four minutes, hopefully that will encourage you to see in four minutes how you were overwhelmed with thoughts. Just in four minutes, before you can sit down, the devil's already busy. So you can see that it's not you. And then the thoughts get weaker and weaker, and you become freer and freer and freer. And then eventually it'll be gone. That makes sense? And that's why the thought told you that, oh, he doesn't really mean four minutes. You know, he mean this. Is this helping a little bit? Anybody disagree? Oh, you had a question. Any other question about that? No. Yeah. And the devil, oh, I got a question for you. A good question because of what you did that. The devil told you Jesse doesn't have any thoughts. No. The devil told you Jesse doesn't have any ego. I've heard things you've said, and I've, I, I made an assumption. And who made that assumption for you? My head. And who is in your head? <laughs> the devil. Yes. yes. Never, ever, 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 ever assume. Working on your life is a lifetime. It's just that as you work on it, you're getting more to who you really are and less association with the non-life. The fake life. And life becoming easier to live. That makes sense? Stop assuming. You hear people speak wisely in this room. You, the devil tell you, oh, that person is smarter than you. You're like way behind. That's a setup. Now you got to compete with the person. And you'll come back next time and sound it all smart. Yes. Uh. Doesn't the word say in the Bible, and then you always say too, let no man teach you? Right. Uh, so uh, when you told the people here to do the four-minute thing, whatever. And, and the people out there in the world, too. Took a little longer to do it. Like, I mean, maybe the Holy Spirit told them to, they, need to, they needed to last a little longer. To the Holy Spirit didn't tell them the that. Thing. What the? You know, let, let the no man teach him, you, right? I mean, the, the devil told him to do that. That wasn't teaching. I'm trying to get you to see the teacher. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, let no man teach you. Let no man tell you what to do, right? It doesn't that. <laughs> isn't that what it means? Let no man tell you what to do? <laughs> your, uh, your point is what? Maybe I'm just missing the point. Well, I mean, you said, oh, do four minutes. Maybe other people, the Holy Spirit told them to take a little longer, right? To Why would the Holy Spirit tell them that? I don't know, maybe it's different, you know, it's the word is in us, it's in us, right? But the Holy Spirit had nothing to do with that. Uh, so if God tell you to don't forget to remember to say present, you think the Holy Spirit will say, you know what, forget. No, well, I mean, the, God said, you know. But no, that's not from the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's straight out of hell. Because right. I wasn't teaching them, pointing them to see what's going on within themselves, and the teacher would guide them. Because the more you can see that you're not your thought, the freer you become from them, just by seeing that. Mm -hmm. Let me do this. I got, oh man, so much. So, 
There is uh, a couple of things. I don't know if I should ask somebody what you think about this, or should I talk on it first? Matter of fact, I want to tell you, we had the women's home. Who were not here Thursday night? Y'all need to whoop him. Y'all need smacking right in front of everybody. It was, it was a blessing. Did you hear anything about it? No, I didn't tell you to. I'm, that's what I'm asking. Did you hear anything? No. You didn't hear anything? No. Your mama didn't tell you? My mom came. Right. So my mom came, and I'm like, hey, how was it? And she's like, I can't talk about it. Nice. And I'm like, what the? Good. I'm like, just what? a little. And she's like, I can't. That's me. I asked. I want to make sure your mama didn't tell you anything. No, she didn't tell me anything. I wanted to know. And she's it was like, on yeah. fire. Wasn't it? Yes. It was like on um, fire. I'm sorry? You did that on purpose. What, put it on fire? Yes. No, the ladies put it on fire. I was just sitting there just looking for a while. That, right on. It was good. But anyway, uh, let me ask this. Um, what do you think about the war that's happening right now with the Palestine and, and the Jews? Who want to comment on it? No, I don't want the radicals. <laughs> yes. Raymond, no, you're a radical too. It's, it's so confusing that I, I just have no idea what to believe or think is, is kind of where I'm at with it. It's kind of what? It's so confusing. There's so much information and opinion. <laughs> and stuff we don't know, it's just, it's hard to really form an opinion about what is actually happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. What do you think about, I saw your hand. And there, Raymond. Uh, yes, I think uh, uh, the current situation in Israel and for the last, what, half of the 20th century up until now, uh, the main problem in that region of the world is religion. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, a lot of the Jews that didn't even live in that region of Palestine that was taken away by Israel with the support of the U.S. I heard, you know, it's documented that 700,000 families were uh, displaced from their homes to make room for Jews from Russia, from Germany, from Europe people who didn't even live there. So I understand the Palestinian side. Like I, you know, I asked a Palestinian girl that I met uh, at the phone store. You met ago. a Palestinian girl? Yeah. Well, no wonder you understand no, it. Well, 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 you know, we, we, we spoke, you know, and then you know, while she was doing my, my contract with the phone, and she said that she was from Palestine, and then we talked about it, and she said, you know, our point of view is why should we suffer for the sins of uh, Germany, for what Germany did. Six million Jews supposedly died over there, so why should we have to pay for it? So that's their point of view. And you, know? and you and believe her? Well, I kind of go, when I heard that, I said, you know what, yeah, you know. That made sense to you? I mean, imagine that if you were living. No, I asked for, did that make sense to yes, you? Yes, it did. Oh, okay. Because of time, yeah. I can't go too deep into it. Yes, Raymond. Yes. And then I think I saw your hair, right? Okay. 
I'll make it quick. I always do my best to be. Uh, Speak up a little bit, Raymond. Huh? Speak up. If you go, huh? You can hear. I'll make it quick. I, do, uh, I always uh, try to um, be objective to this situation because there's simply too many, uh, too many emotions, too many uh, pa passions, and too many opinions on it. I just see it as what, uh, as uh, as something in that happens with uh, when it comes to the fallen state of man. Okay. Yes, sir. I think this is human nature at its finest. Um, we're always choosing sides, trying to find somebody to support and point the finger at somebody else to fight. It's happening over there between those two nations. And then we see it here that there's rallies on the streets. Like, this is America. It has nothing to do with us. Okay. I, just, I think it's unfortunate that human nature has to go that far. But at, then again, I feel like we've, we've been there since the dawn of time. It's always been that way. Okay. Um, the, the lady in black. Lady in red. Um, dancing with me. I've been having a lot of conversations. I used asking questions, and I really don't understand anything because anytime I try to understand one side, someone adds some new piece of information that goes back even further in history that explains some kind of action that someone did. So, I mean, yeah, there's, I don't really have anything to say about it more than observing it and really observe that that is the own battle that I'm fighting in my own head. Oh, okay. And... Let me ask it, mm -hmm. and what? No, just, just that, and, okay. and I, I, I could be on either of those sides and fighting that war because that all exists within us, right? And, okay. Yeah. Let me ask another white woman and then a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the war between Palestine and Israel right now? I don't think, uh, I, have speak no, up I have no opinion. I don't, I, that's a period, okay. the end. All right, let me ask a Jew. I love the Jews. I love you, Jew. The Jews love you. <laughs> On behalf of What do you think about the war between Palestine and Israel? Uh, I have many thoughts uh, about the war. Uh, but one thought is uh, very interesting, and just is not related. The world, uh, the name Palestine starts with the letter P. Okay? And in Arabic, they don't pronounce the letter P. It tells you about the, the, the foundation about, about the name. But tell me about Arabic. what, right now I'm just asking because of time, what you a, think about the war between the two. I have a lot of thoughts. It's now a lot of... But just give me one, I can't take them all. So in Israel, there's a lot of a civil so-called war between Israelis. There's a lot of fight between Israelis. Because uh, right now the attack is on Gaza, they, and from all the sides we protect ourselves, and there is a lot of fight between Israelis. And what does that have to do with Palestine? Because I'm asking, what do you think about the war between Palestine and Israel? Uh, yes, uh, what do I think about the war? I think uh, it's inevitable. I think uh, the the war started. Uh, they started. Uh, Gaza started the war. What else? Okay. 
All right, thank you. You know, the read I'm responding to it because everywhere I go, people ask me about it. And there is an employer, an employee, who are fighting public over this too. Y'all would know them if I named them. And people been asking me what I think about that. Y'all heard about that, right? One guy, one lady was on Tucker Carson show or something, and now they'll fight each other. So here's what, what I, the way I see it. When I was growing up, uh, the Christians and the Jews were tight. And the reason they were tight because it was understood that Christianity came from Judaism. It was born out of Judaism. And if it wasn't for that, there would be no Christianity at this point. And at the time I was growing up, the Christians and the Jews understood that. And they worked together very well, very well. And, and uh, matter of fact, I grew up wanting to go to Israel because what I was reading the Bible, it was in Israel. You, we, you know, everything where Christ died and rose and where he traveled and the people he met, the old cities, the old town. And so I grew up wanting to go to Israel. I finally did, but the point is the Christians and the Jews supported one another because of the religion the spiritual aspect of it. And during that time, I never heard anything about the government. I never heard about government. I just heard about the religious aspect, aspect of it and how we are all one together for those who believe in the Father, who believe in Christ, the Son, and the Father. And so it was about that. So when something happened in Israel, the Christian would go over and help feed the the Jews or when they fought or whatever they did. I never considered the government because I've never known a time in history when the regular folk trusted the government. You know, the religious people never, from what I can tell, never really trusted the government except for the Pharisees and the hypocrites. And they didn't trust the government, they was afraid of the government. So they were sneaking around. Even Christ, when he was walking the earth, it wasn't about the government. It was all about saving the people from the government, saving the people from the world. It was about religion. So I never thought of the government thing. But what I notice now is that it seems to be more about the government than it is about the people themselves, brothers and sisters in Christ, you know what I mean? Even for though it was always known too that there were some people, uh, there were some Jews who did not believe in Jesus. They didn't see him because they didn't recognize who he was, and that was understood too because some of the people who were following Jesus didn't know he was Jesus. They knew his name was Jesus. They knew there was something special about him, but they did not understand the depth. That's why they turned on him because they didn't see what he really stood for, and so. I have always grown up thinking of it that way. And it wasn't until recently, by people asking me about it and paying attention, that I finally realized these people that are fighting, have taken sides in this, they are with the government. They have forgotten about Christianity or Judaism. They are fighting people, and that's what the government want you to do. They don't want you believing in God. They want control over you. And they have succeeded in Christianity. Christianity first in our country. 
is gone. It doesn't exist. The Christians are turning on the Jews, and the Jews are turning on the Christians, and, and, uh, and everything going on. And the Christians are turning on Christians. These two people that's arguing in the media right now, I think one is the boss and one is the employee. And they're in public, putting their dirty laundry in public. In the good old days, I promise you, a Christian would have never done that. And plus, if I work for someone I would, and, and I no longer work for them, or we didn't get along where I didn't like my boss, I would be grateful that my boss gave me a job, I had a job for a while, and I could move on, and I didn't go out bad-mouthing the boss because when I went for a new job, first of all, not the right thing to do anyway, but when you went for a new job, you want them to call up your old job, and they give you a good reference. Now they sue you. Huh? Now they sue. Yeah. They sue. And, and that's because they're doing this because Christianity is not real. And, and these people quote the Bible. They're attacking one another and they're quoting the Bible and everything. We're to loving that. And they are able to do it because Christianity in America is gone. It's all about the government now in America what they can get from the government, whomever the government is supporting, and blah, blah, blah. It's not about one another. Christ came, sent by his Father for us to save us from the government. It's not about what, what we can get from the government. It's about loving one another. And what I noticed, too, is that the Christians are, are, are joining sides. And the only reason they're joining side because they hate the other side. If they hate one side, they're going to join the other side and know nothing about it. You don't really know what the government is doing. You don't really know the, the real deal behind this thing. But I do know, and if you pay attention, and you can cover at me right now in a minute, they have wiped out Christianity. They are now calling it the white man's religion. They're weak in Christianity. Christianity is not about the white man religion. Christianity is about the Father, God. And so they'll wipe that out, and now they're wiping out Judaism, the religion itself, if it is. They're wiping out that. And when that is gone, there's nothing left. You're just going to be fighting one another. There will be no love, no light. We're supposed to be about love. We're not supposed to take on the action of the world and fight with them. But every time something happened, the Christians join sides, the Jews join side, everybody joined the side, and there's no light in the middle to say, hey, you're going the wrong way. The children of the world are going to always be fighting one another. We're supposed to be out of the world, not come from a monster world. And don't let your mind and other people tell you, well, you just don't want to take sides. You just didn't. I don't want to take sides with the world no more. This would be like this family that's married with children, and then all of a sudden they, they're, they, uh, they send their kids off to a public school or something, and the teacher want to cut off their parts. And the family like, oh, oh, no. The teachers can decide to do that. The teachers can't decide to do that. And you don't have to be mad at the teacher. It's, just, it's enough to know that it's evil. 
you can't be in the world and of it and of God if you want to be free. There is a difference living freedom. And God said would you, that we could be in the world but not of it. You really can, but you got to choose him, really choose him and be of him. And don't be dragged in with excitement. Don't be dragged in with other people overreacting. I don't care if it's your daddy, your mama, your brother. Your Let them go and fight. You ain't got to fight with them. It's time to lay your weapon down. The world is hell. It's hell. And if you're out there fighting with the world, you are hell. You have no peace. Just think about this, folks. They have wiped out Christianity. They have wiped out uh, uh, Judaism. There's nothing left. It's about the religion. It's about the spiritual aspect, not this, all these people fighting one. And I know over in Israel, the Jews are fighting one another just like the Americans are fighting one another. And they call themselves liberals and conservatives. When you take on other identities, that's what happened. Now you got to fight for your identity. You got to prove the conservatives are better than the liberals, and the liberals got to prove they're better than the conservatives. It's a fight. Why be a monster fight? Let go of all identities. And if they, they say, oh, you just don't want to fight because you're scared of the Jews. I ain't scared of no Jew. I'll have nothing to fight with them about. And if I work for someone, me and my boss fall out. I'm not going to go out and, and badmouth my boss. I'm going to be grateful I had a job. And then God will open up better opportunities for you. He really will because you showed appreciation for that. What do you think will happen? You turn against God because somebody said God was a Jew. And now you hate the Jews. People fight over what color was Christ. Who care about his color? It's about the spirit. So you got to be real, real careful. And then they, the world is so wicked and clubbed that they throw in, well, the, there were children whose heads were cut off and kidnapped and, and massacred. Something like that, right? Y'all heard that, right? And then they, they expect you now to really taste that. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Those are bad Jews or those are bad Palestine because now you have identified emotionally. Do you think God care about one of you feeling bad because he burned down Solomon and Gomorrah? He burned the kids, he burned the grass, he burned the dogs, he burned the cats, he burned the women and the children. He destroyed them all because he was destroying hell. He didn't go, somebody heard, oh, you know what, God went over there. And he destroyed uh, Solomon and War. He killed the children. He didn't save the women and the children. God knew the hell came through the women and children. Because it's not you. It's the hell that's in you. You just happen to look like a female or a child, but you got hell in you. But you are still identified with the world, and the world know how to make you emotional so you can identify And then I'm going to let you guys comment on this in a minute. One other thing I found out this week that I once knew, but I forgot. <laughs> you know, you forget all the mess. You can't remember everything. <laughs> and let me ask, who want to respond to what I just said, disagree with what I just said? Well, 
Okay. And then you had your hand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the true order of God is God, Christ, man, woman, children. Right. right. You know, but the Jews don't have Christ. They don't believe in Christ. So they're not following the order of God. So, which, what's, I mean, how is that? How are we, as a Christian, how can you support another group that doesn't believe in the Christ, in Christ? Amazing. I love that statement. I, I heard it so much, it made me dizzy. It made my hair grow into an afro. The young man in the brow want to respond, and then hate want to respond. Yes. That's, that was a yeah. radical statement you just made. Now, um, so his question is, how do you support it if they don't have the order of Christ? He said they don't believe in Christ. How do you support the Jews knowing they don't believe in Christ? Well, you don't have to necessarily support just blanketed anything that someone does just because of their identity. But what you do is you walk in love and you treat people the same. So that's when your love will show out of out of that instead of just having an identity or oh, I, I do this with the blacks or I just do this with the Jews and the Asians. So you just walk in love with all people. Hey, you want to respond to that? Sure. And then I'll take your comment, but we want to get this cleared up because I hear it a lot. Yeah, you, you love them anyway. I mean, you're supposed to, most of us Christians don't even believe in Christ, really. It's, and, and when we do, it's fake. It's, it's maybe even worse than outright being denigrating of, to Christ, to be honest. That statement, with all due respect, because I heard so many, is one of the dumbest statements I ever heard. Ever since I've been on this side of heaven. How do you love the Jews? They don't believe in Christ. How did it come out of your head? <laughs> Christ came for all that would receive him, and there were some Jews who received him. And any Christian asked that question, as hey, and, and you said, they have no love. God said to love even your enemy. And how will the Jews that don't know Christ ever find Christ if you're going to make a judgment of it? And where is the love in that? Christ loves you, and you ain't no good. But he love you. Just think about that. Christ sent his son, and his son was a Jew, and we ain't no Jew. And his son suffered for us all. What would you think the son would have said, the father would have said to him, Father, why are you sending me down there for them? They ain't no Jew. <laughs> no, they ain't no Jew. Those are uh, those are Muslims and and Catholics and heathens and Christ would have, God would have smacked Christ. Gentiles. You love all and it ain't based on nothing about them. It's about you. Because you represent the Father and the Father is love and you're supposed to be the light of the earth so that the darkness, the ones that are in the darkness can find their way. I even hear other people say, well, the Jew, we got to go after the Jew because they didn't like Christ. That's so dumb to me. How you say stuff like that and call yourself a Christian? 
Who are you that you have a right to dislike somebody because they want to accept Christ? Do you think Christ cared that he wasn't accepted by them? Whomever rejected him? Christ and God doesn't give that. This morning, hold on, what they, they had cafe mocha, uh-huh, and they, had, they went and had their egg bites today. <laughs> they haven't thought one time who liked them or who don't like whom. They don't care about that. Why should you care? It's your job as children of the Father to love them. It's not their job to love you or me. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Yeah, so... Um... Isn't that the same as saying, oh, all these migrants are coming over for a better life. You know, let them do, you know. So as, what I'm trying to say is like the comparison. Um, this country supposedly we're a Christian nation, right? It doesn't seem like it, but we are a Christian nation in theory, right? No, we're not. We're not? Uh-uh. Well, why does uh, in our money it says in God we trust? Because that's where we was. Uh, we were yeah. you know, at one point, right? Right. Okay, but... Uh, we're fighting for Israel, for the Jews. We're not fighting it for the Christians. Like, so, I mean, how is that, you know, we're fighting the Muslims <laughs> to protect the Jews, but the Jews aren't protecting us. So, uh, how... I don't even understand what you just said. No. <laughs> like... <laughs> at one time, uh, maybe, how, you don't, maybe you don't know, at one time... Yeah. Now, again, the government is all involved, so it's a yeah, mess. Yeah, it's political. Right. Yeah. So we're that part now. But at one time, when Jews and Christians loved one another, uh, Israel was known as, as our allies over there. You know, they'll look out for us, and we'll look out for them. Now, all this other mess that got involved has happened over time because the government has got, I don't know, we got to have lunch. The government's involved. So I don't want to get into all that. My point is that we should love one another as children of the Father. All right? Yeah. Let me, so I don't want to get into all that. Next week or next time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because you hear all that mess. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I don't remember why I raised my hand. (laughs) Oh, you don't? Well, Should we love the Jews and the Jews love us? And should it matter if they're believe in Christ or not. I don't even know how a Christian can make that statement. I don't think that was the original thing I raised my hand on. Oh, okay. But you forgot. I think I, I think I just, my little two cents, as you would say, is that the what I've seen in almost this last year of coming here and really examining myself, like, it really just does come down to that. Yep. Period. Because... I have been known <clears throat> by others and by myself to be heavily opinionated, heavily invested. I love to research and I will show you why I'm right. But even knowing that part about myself, or not even that, let me just rephrase that. Even me knowing certain information that could even validate me being right, the more I watch myself, it doesn't even matter. And from a distance, when I'm looking at a lot of things that are thrown up on the wall to have an opinion about, it's, I've noticed like 
it's very easy from afar to just have an opinion. But when I'm out in the world and I'm next to people, I'm constantly around people that don't see like I see. They yeah. don't think like I think. They don't look how I look. And I noticed that really just being quiet and listening to them talk, like I'm able to have a conversation with people that is just, it's, it's just really fascinating. And I don't have to try to love anybody. That's right. Do you know what I mean? That's like I'm right. just listening and and having a conversation and i've i've been really amazed at how like conversations can twist and turn and things that i've said that haven't even offended somebody where up on the wall it's every every arrow is saying like you guys should be fighting or this and that because i think at the core of it the spirit that okay, god is cut, cut it all right peace out <laughs> you see me in a hurry she go oh no. i'm sorry i called on you now no i'm playing yeah, that's right. But <laughs> uh, yes, Raymond, real fast, because we we're supposed to be done already. We gotta eat. I'll make this quick. I always pray that I take people one uh, humanity, one person at a time, because that is all I can do. It's you what? To uh, take hum uh, humankind. One individual at a time, oh. uh, because that's all I can really do, okay. especially in this time. Let me tell you this in closing with this: there's so much to be said. Children of the Father, you're not supposed to be taking side with the world. You're not supposed. You can't do it. Not if you're representing the light. You cannot take side with the world. You can watch and see what, and the world is hell now. You can watch and see what's going on out there in the world, but you're supposed to be the light. You can't keep joining forces with the darkness because they make it exciting. It look like fighting is good, but you don't want to fight with the devil. Those are devils fighting with devils. It's enough for you to stop fighting with the devil in your own self. Work on you, and God got you. And you will get to this point where you will not be pulled into these things. You won't, it just won't be a part of your nature. I was talking to Francisco yesterday, and he was like, man, it, I, just, I hope to be quoted right. It was so amazing now. I realized I don't have to take sides. I just don't take sides anymore. I don't identify with it. And that's what's going to happen to you. When you are the Father, when you are perfect love, you're not going to take sides. Whether it's with family members fighting each other, relationships, husband, wife, boyfriend, girl, you're not going to take sides because that's them fighting. It has nothing to do with you. And they're going to love you for it because they're going to see a little way to try to come out of it. But if you're in the darkness with them fighting and calling yourself love, how is that going to help? The world is fighting. That makes sense? Last word. We can think about what I just said. Gonna bring up a whole bunch of other stuff because I disagree with that. That you but disagree that's, with what? It's okay though. That's okay. No, 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 real fast. You disagree with what part of, of what I said? This idea that we don't take, I understand the spiritual principle and that you don't pick and choose the sides, but if somebody comes to my house and I have to make it, I have to take a side of my family. And so that same but thing. But we were talking about your own private house, yeah, your that family. Happens, hold on, let me talk. That happens in your neighborhood that extends to your city and your country. So if somebody comes and attack our country, we're going to take a side. 
But if it's two other people that don't have nothing to do with us, then you don't take a side. But when Satan comes to your door, you take a side. But what did that have to do with you when they went to those people's houses and took their children and wives? Because those children, there's Israelites <coughs> that live in our country. And so they're taking the side to want their people to be defended. But you don't know exactly what's going on. You don't know the whole detail. You don't know why that really happened. But that shouldn't and, stop and you from seeing evil and, and speaking against it or standing up. But how can it. you see it? It's enough to see that it's wrong, but yeah. how can you take sides, though? I understand what you're saying about the spiritual principle of not taking sides, but when evil is stepping in front of your door and you can protect yourself or your family. But, it, it, but you're making it personal. It didn't step in front of my door or your door, right? Yeah, but if you have we that mentality, then evil going to be able to get grow. If you have what mentality? It's hard for me to describe. I, if you have what mentality? Relax. If you have, if you and have then we're going to eat. <laughs> If you we have to spend a little bit more time eating. If, 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 so let me ask this. Just understand. Mm -hmm. Did it happen to you? No. Did it happen to your family? No. Did it happen in your country? That's what I'm saying. See, Did it happen problem. in your country? No. It, it, it happened to somebody else in another country, right? Yes. And so did you take sides? No, I didn't take sides. I understand what you mean by that. Oh, you didn't take sides? No. So what are you defending right now? Right now, I'm just saying that if you allow evil to fester and grow, then you're going to have to deal with that evil at some point. And if you can see it growing in other nations and you're watching what will happen there, you have to be able to prepare yourself and see that you have to defend yourself against that evil because it's not just going to stop at their door. It's coming at your door at some point. But I don't understand the point you're making. Maybe, Sean, what, what point saying, is he making? Oh, Nick. Do you think he's saying not to do that? Do you, do, you think, do you think Jesse's saying that you can't defend? Like, that we should defend like ourselves at home? Things. I'm just saying Jesse is saying that uh, don't take sides, don't take sides. Right. And it's real easy to go onto the opposite extreme of that where you're just like, oh, I'm just not going to think about anything and just pretend like this world. Just, there's soldiers and people out here who give their lives so that we can be peacefully over here, like not thinking about nothing. People who do black ops and undercover ops and do things to this country that we don't even know that happens. But I don't understand what... You got your hand? Oh, yeah. I understand you know what? We live in peace. We'll have to get you, we'll get you on the radio <laughs> okay. with your mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right, your time is in there. You, you won't be on the radio. Do you want to come on the radio and talk about it with him? Sure. You agree with him? You give me the mic real fast. You give me a yes or no. You agree with him? Just to get okay, you on yeah, record. I, yeah, I, I do. You agree with him? Yes. Well, what, what he's saying, I think, well, I was just, I'm going to let this go. It, I think there's the. Church is the place to have this. There is the law of, like a written law, like a, a like if you run a stop sign, there's a consequence, you know what I mean? Like there's that type of law and there's things put in place in every country that keeps an order of things that I guess one could say that would be taking a side. Yes. I think in the realm of spirituality, that's not even the word I want to use, but like as a whole blanket statement, just like things going on and having opinions and taking sides, I think that's separate of the black and white of like, 
if you shoot somebody, you're going to jail. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's a side. I th well, I guess semantics. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I just I think there are two, we're talking about apples and oranges in a way. Okay. I'm glad I asked you, man. I didn't know you were thinking that crazy. No wonder your wife, <laughs> your wife brought her suitcase today. <laughs> I don't blame you, wife. Uh, but we're going to pick up on this, folks. It's so interesting. I want you to smoke on this, though. Do you think God care about those women and children being head cut off and taken away? Or did he just continue his breakfast? Continue his breakfast. Huh? Do you believe God care about that? Uh, no. And so if God doesn't care, why should we... Be all I didn't involved. say that I cared. Oh. Yeah. God just said, okay, y'all come to you and say, oh, those your children, that's the hell in y'all. That's what you've been saved from. It's up to you. Because he's going to protect his own, and the devil is going to destroy his own. And no matter what you call yourself, Christian, Jew, Mexican, Puerto Rican, black or white or yellow, orange, and all that. Just think about that. God could stop all this if he wanted to. He and Jesus not up there talking about, oh, the children. <laughs> Look at that. They're cutting the children's heads off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think God cares one thought about that? No more, no more statements. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. We got to eat. That's right. Listen. We're going to have a little, they could be saying, rather, if I should have stopped at 1130, but we'll go a little longer than it, what we said, all right? Um, listen, either you're going to be in the world or of the world. You need to make up your mind. And once you make up your mind that you want to be in it but not of it, I'm telling you, it's going to be free. Because all you're looking at is hell. And this hell that's in you is in them. And they're not trying to overcome it. They're trying to destroy one another. And they want you in their hell. What do you think mothers do when she get mad at the children's father? She builds an armor against the children. Cut off their heads. <laughs> she chopped their heads right off. And she stab them in the heart and kill them if they think about being to daddy. What's the difference? But anyway, do the silent prayer and watch. I'm glad we talked about this this morning because it, it's a mess. It reminded me of when they had that, when Allah Uaba people attacked the border. I mean, the, the trade center downtown. Huh? 9-11. And, and everybody was overreacting, just overreacting. And everybody joined. They're like, oh, the, this brought the world together. We are together now. Remember that? We all want. It took a tragedy to bring us together. And soon the days went by, the tragedy forgotten. Everybody went back to the corner. They went back to the corner. And that's what's going to happen with this situation and the next situation. Because the world don't love one another. They don't love one another. But anyway, I got to stop. I do. Listen, uh, 
Do the silent prayer. I'm telling you, there's a different world inside, a different reality, a different world. You need to be living from that world if you want. All right, so do the prayer. What else? Blah, 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 blah. We got to buy some new equipment. Our old stuff is because of time. You know, our computer stuff are wearing out. We need you to make an extra donation today to help us revamp our stuff, all right? So go to rebuildingaman.com or buymeacoffee.com, all right? We're going to do the Super Chats tomorrow. And this office will be closed Thursday and Friday this week, even though we will be doing the show. The office won't be open. And I'm going to let you know when we're going to bring these children of love in for a discussion. It'll be good about this whole thing. It'll be amazing. Maybe we'll do it on the stage. We have a few of y'all. And just bat it out. All right. So help us support to get our equipment updated. I do appreciate it. Do the prayer. And thank you all for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving, all right? Happy, happy. Thank you all. What a mess. So let me just welcome the first timer and Nick coming with the basket.